doesn't hit you immediately. To begin with, coming home from a long holiday is fun. It's great. You catch up with your friends and family. You do all those things you miss doing at home. You hang out at the beach, you go to the pub, you wake up and eat Vegemite on toast and watch six hours of cricket straight and you don't feel bad about it. Or maybe that's just me. Over time though, things change. This realization creeps in that it's all over. The adventure, the excitement, the challenge. You remember all those reasons you left home in the first place. You discover that, while you might have changed immensely over the last year or so, everyone back home has stayed the same. Pretty soon, you've got a full-blown case of post-holiday blues. Hi, I'm Ben Groundwater, and you're listening to Flight of Fancy, the traveler.com.au podcast. Today, we're talking about the worst part of travel, when it all ends. When you get home from that grand journey and face up to your everyday routine, to your job, to your life. What are the signs you've got the blues? How do you deal with them? And how do you ensure that you never get them again? Joining me to discuss this are two of my favourites on Flight of Fancy, travellers who've got the blues and kicked them hundreds of times over. First up, he's an award-winning travel writer who you might recognise from Tinder, Rob McFarlane. <laughs> Hello, Ben. <laughs> Hi, Rob. <laughs> also with us, she's a writer and adventurer who once climbed Mont Blanc on baguettes and cheese alone, Flip Burns. Hi, Benny. Hey, Flip. How are you doing? Good, thank you. How did that Mont Blanc thing work out for you, by the way? Yeah, no, it Not didn't. Not so good. No, yeah. that ended in hospital. Yeah, yeah that was bad. Yeah. I had the holiday blues before the holiday had actually finished. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, I've got a theory for you here. Do you think post-holiday blues could actually be a good thing? You know, does it mean that you've actually done your trip properly and you've really enjoyed yourself if you get home and, you, and you're a bit sad? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, if you come home and you don't have that, then yep. you... Maybe you should never have gone away in Pretty the first much, place. Pretty much, yeah. Or whatever you did when you went away wasn't different enough to what you do at home right. yeah, to yeah. appreciate it. So yeah. I think it's an, it's an absolutely necessary part of travelling yeah. to get this when you come home. Yeah. You agree with that, Flip? I would, and it's almost inevitable yeah. as well. It's, yeah. yeah, if you've had a really good trip, there, there will be a consequence of that that you have to pay for slightly, and that is working your way back into the routine of your life. Yeah. Now, Rob, you're actually right in the middle of a, a bout of the blues at the moment. I am yeah. on the verge yeah. of tears as we speak. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, that's just podcasting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got back. Uh, so every year I spend five months in the US and Europe. Yep. And so I got back from that trip about two and a half weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it always, it's really interesting because I know that it's going to happen. I know I'm going to get these post-holiday or post-trip blues. Yep. But it always sort of takes me by surprise. And you have to realize, you have to sort of take that step back and think, oh, now why am I feeling a bit down today? Yeah. Oh, it's because I'm back to the sort of drudgery and routine of being back here rather yep. than the excitement of traveling every day. So yeah, yeah. it's, but what I've realized is it's a totally necessary part of travel because without that, you don't then look forward to the next trip and yep. you don't then get the anticipation which you need before getting excited about going away yep. again. Yeah, for sure. Good point. Flip, you, you had your worst bout when you, you went back to France at one point, did you? Because you I just, did. you had the blues so badly. Yeah, I just couldn't, couldn't kick <laughs> couldn't, those blues. Couldn't deal. No, I was kind of doing something similar to what Rob um, does. And, you know, I was away for months um, in the year and then I'd come back and kind of dividing my time between two continents. And every time that I came back, it was a real readjustment uh, to fit into what my life had been. So I'd be going for four or five months and then come back for the rest of the year. And everything always just changed a little bit, like, you know, different gyms or my friends were doing slightly different things or, you know, things like this. So I always had a bit of those blues, but I left France living there and even when I left, I just felt like I hadn't finished with France yet. And then right. when I came back, I was still thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And 
And I decided that that had been the last trip. And then at some point, you know, maybe about six months later, I just went, I've just got some unfinished business that I need to go and take care of. So yeah, I right, went okay. back to France um, for another six months with nothing or sorry, no other objective rather than simply eating all the bigots that I could, <laughs> getting every single run that I could in Chamonix. Yeah. Um, you know, really soaking up every single part of, of the life. And I can say that it worked. Yeah. I came back from France and I was done. Yeah, right. I was done That's there. Cool. <laughs> I, I did a similar thing once, actually. I used to work for um, for Top Deck in Europe uh, as, as a traveling cook yeah. on tours. Uh, and, I, and I only did the one season and I met someone and decided to move home again. Um, and that didn't work out, sadly. It lasted about two weeks. Um, but <laughs> did, seen, did you cook for her? <laughs> yeah. I did, actually. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, yeah. There you go. <laughs> but I, I found myself, you know, I was really missing the life of a, of a travelling mm. cook because there's so much about it that, you, you know, you tend to forget the bad things when you, when you come home and mm. you just remember the good things. Right. So I was like, I want to do it one more time. And so I managed to to talk the company into letting me come over and do what they call a celebrity tour where you just do oh, you where you just do one tour yes. and and I so the next season I went back again and did another tour and yep. it totally cured me because the passengers were a bunch of whinges <laughs> and <laughs> yes. the crew that I was with I didn't really get on with very well and I was like this sucks I just want to, <laughs> I want to go back <laughs> to being a journalist that was fine I, yeah. I was enjoying and that and sometimes like the blues are dependent on what you've been doing I mean if you're Rob McFarlane and you've been rafting down the Zambezi yep. then yeah going to your corner store for a cup of coffee might not have the same thrill yeah. so you know it depends what you've been doing I think while you've been overseas you know mm. if you've been snowboarding every day then you know coming back and seeing peak out traffic might be yep. a little bit tough and you've got to figure <laughs> out a way to make that a bit more exciting yeah 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 Rob do you find it takes a few days to kick in is there that initial sort of buzz of catching up with people and getting to know the place again uh, not really no oh really just, just, just I land at Sydney airport and I, I do this sort of trek out into the arrivals hall and there's the, never anyone there with a little sign saying oh, welcome oh, home oh, mate, I will so come and get you trudge off yeah, to the train station and oh, get my horrible. Opal card out and I, yeah so it's pretty almost rage at the stupidity of the Opal system I feel in blue just hearing this and then I get back to my flat and unlock it and it's empty you know like it's yeah, pretty, yeah, it's pretty yeah. all-consuming. Right, okay, yeah, interesting. Uh, what about just, you, Flip? Does it take a while to kick in? I'm still really sad about Rob's story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm probably the opposite, um, yeah. especially if I come back to Sydney in summer. Mm-hmm. You know, I think coming back to Sydney in August, there's just nothing to say about that. There's just nothing happening. Um, yep. You know, it's, yep. we, we don't really have a winter. It's just that drizzly <laughs> stuff. But in summer, yep. there's nowhere else you want to be. And coming back from anywhere and, you know, walking again to that famous corner store with a spring in my step, you know, smelling gardenias and I'm padding yep. around super jet lagged and going for a little hamburger and then padding back again. And yep. I love it. I'm in seventh heaven. Yep. So, yeah. And then it's after that initial, like you yeah. said, excitement of those gardenia smells and whatever that, you know, maybe two or, weeks, two or three weeks later that you start to think, where will my next trip be? Yeah. Mm. Or you start to think this is it's kind of boring. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was doing some pretty amazing stuff like a couple How of weeks ago. How do people do this all the time? <laughs> and, the, and, the, <laughs> yeah. and the worst thing is, is like you know, normally sort of a cure for that sort of thing would be to discuss your experiences and try to relive them. But no one at home wants to hear about that. They don't want to hear about what a cool time you were having three weeks ago because they weren't. Absolutely not. Yeah, you <laughs> it's learn really boring. quite quickly not to sort of start conversations with, so this one time I was in Italy for the launch of a Ferrari, then we did this. And no one wants to hear that story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it can be quite, 
uh, yeah, it can be weird. I mean, I guess family. It can be a little bit isolating, I suppose. Very much so. Yeah, yeah because you've got mm. these experiences you want to talk about, and yeah. unless you did them with someone who's also come back to where you were from, yeah. then um, people will sort of ask you, but you can sort of tell they don't really want to know just how cool it was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you, I tend to gloss over, particularly when you do it like we do for a living, and you're doing yeah. it all the time. Yeah. I very much play down that stuff now. It's I've, I've learned to my cost that is not yeah. what people want to know about. <laughs> I'm actually really sensitive about it, but yeah. to my detriment, to the point where some of my friends um, make the comment that I'm too closed. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah, because I just won't tell them right. anything. And they'll yeah. be like, you did what? You went where? Like, you know, as it comes out in conversation, like, yeah. months later, why don't you tell us that you, you know, like, went to this great place and did this great thing? And I think when I come back, I'm always so aware that other people's lives have been going on. And I don't want them to think that their kid's fifth birthday or their new job promotion is in any way you know, less important. Yeah. Um, I mean, you made your choice, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, less, you know, less, yeah. less important than, you know, dining at three Michelin restaurant with the, you know, chef de jour in Paris, though. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so if anything, um, to my detriment, I'm often urged to share more of my experiences because yeah. I just never want to make someone I'm talking to feel crap about their own life, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Do, do you find there's a bit of a reverse culture shock when you get back to Australia and, and find that there's all these things that people do here that are, feel a bit weird now? Very much so, yeah. yeah. Particularly for me because I spend this big stint, so it really yeah. hits me when I come back. Um, and in almost in every area of life, so in food and in language and yeah. in, um, like cultural diversity and ethnicities. Yeah. You're and... surprised when you walk into a shop and people say, hey, mate, how you doing? What? It's really... Even, yeah, even just being in Sydney Airport and you hear announcements being made in, a, in an Australian accent, dun, that dun, really, dun, I just think, <laughs> wow, it's... Like, how weird is that? People speak like that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, what Definitely. I find really funny is the news. You know, and today there were five ducks crossing that almost got hit but didn't <laughs> in the south of Sydney. <laughs> like, you know, it all just seems really parochial compared to... Close. It does. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you, Rob, actually, like Australia to begin with and maybe maybe all the time it must feel a little bit plain compared to being in New York and being in London where there's, you know, these real sort of centres of culture. Um, I mean, from a cultural perspective, I guess yeah. it does. Um, and if that was the priority in my life, then yeah. I, I think I'd miss some of that stuff. Yeah. But given that I love owning five pairs of shorts, and that that is my priority, <laughs> which I never had to do in the UK, then right. that's, uh, yeah, for me, that's a, that's more important, I guess. So yeah. um, I, and because I get a decent shot of that culture every year, um, it, yeah, I don't tend to miss that so much. But yeah. I mean, it's silly things. Even so when I was spending a few months in New York, by the end of that time, uh, I was having to pronounce my name differently just so that people would understand me. Right. So, you, for example, I would yeah. go in, you know, ask for a coffee and someone say, oh, what's your name? And I'd say, Rob. And they'd look at me with this blank face and we'd go through this little charade back and forward until they'd eventually go, oh, you mean Rob? <laughs> and I'd say, well, that's not actually my name, but we'll go with we'll go with Rob. And so by the end of that, I was Rob. And that's how I would introduce myself. Yep. And then I came back to Sydney. It's like, that's not my name anymore. I can be yep. Rob again. Yeah. And yeah. Paul, you can be Paul and not Paul. And... Actually, you can be Robbo. Mm. I don't know if yeah. anyone's just no, called Robbo. Robbo Rooster, I think, is he. Yeah. <laughs> and no, even things, sure. silly things like asking where the toilet is. Like you, yep. if you do that in America, someone thinks yep. they look at you with this horrified look at like you're going to lick the system because it's this, this horribly descriptive don't actually say uh, the word vulgar. of the thing that you're going yeah, yeah I'm really vile yeah, I want somewhere where Descriptor. I can go and rest or have a bath and so and so you, your terminology changes and so that's yeah, quite interesting right. you come back and have yeah. to recalibrate yeah. for the, wherever you are locally coming back from France Australia mm. must seem kind of weird in a way 
Yeah, so I have been dividing my time between Europe and Australia because my husband is European. Yeah. Um, and what seems weird most, I guess especially after Germany, is and I just like to say for all you Germans out there, it's a lovely race and there's lots and lots of nice Germans. Um, but being in a small rural town where he's from, and I think it's more a small town thing, yeah. it's just a friendliness. Like right. people here will just start conversations with me and I almost found myself kind of going... Thus, <laughs> what are you doing? And yeah, our culture is just super friendly. Um, yeah. 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 And you know, some Europeans on the, the other hand find that really confronting because they feel that it's a shallow uh, communication. You know, right. it's not a profound thing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you know how we say, oh, you know, stopping at my house at five if you're passing by, we kind of mean it, but if they don't turn up, that's just fine. Whereas, you know, to yeah. other people, it's a commitment that yeah. they will, you know, turn up. So Germans in particular. Yeah, so I think, <laughs> yeah, 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 particular. Yeah. So I think that there's like expectations of relationships um, always strike me a little bit differently, yeah. you know, as well. Yeah. What do you guys miss about the travel experience? For, for me, when I get home, I just, I miss the, the sort of intensity of, of just everyday experiences when you're traveling. Like going out to get breakfast is intense. It's a challenge, you know, to order it in another language. Getting on a bus and figuring out where you're going is intense. You know, everything about your day is just different and weird. I think, I mean, surely that, that's probably the same Absolutely. for everybody. When you're traveling, you're engaged on every level. Yeah. You know, every sense is engaged because it's getting bombarded with new things. Um, and I genuinely feel that's when I'm my sort of most alive because yeah. you're there is no routine. There's no habitualness about when you're traveling because yeah. everything is new. And that is really addictive, as we yeah. all know. And so when you're uh, and you lose that when you come home because yeah. you resort to habitual. Yeah, which which is why for me normality. it takes a few days for this to kick in because it takes a few days to get back into that routine and have it sink in that oh this is what I do every day and this is what I'm probably going to do every day for right. the next couple of months. Yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah. what about the person that you are when you're overseas? Like sometimes you lose yeah, that person, that's true. and yeah. then so when you come back, yeah. I'm just mumsy. You know, at the moment. <laughs> but when I'm over overseas, especially again, yeah, just like, I become like Turbo Ben over there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like the sound of Turbo yeah. Ben. Yeah, because you're just amazing. totally relaxed and you can, you know, you do whatever you like. Yeah. Or yeah. well, you know, sometimes it's quite a large difference. I don't know about you, Rob, but when for me again, it's just France, and I become mm. almost a coquette, someone that I'd never be. You know, I'm wearing you know, shorter skirts and I might even have a ribbon in my hair and there's definitely a hint of perfume. Whereas here, I'm just going to wear my Lululemons down to the shop with a pair of flip-flops, right. <laughs> you know. Whereas there, I'll like, you know, prance into a bakery like a little pony, you know, like shake my little hair with the ribbon and ask them for a baguette and then prance my way back out of there. And, you know, that's not going to happen at Coles. No, just not. My I mean, if it did, but there would be eyebrows, right? <laughs> yes. My skirts definitely get shorter when I'm travelling. <laughs> and I become Rob, so I'm a time totally yeah. different character. Yeah, you, are you, though? Do you, do you think you are? Like, do you, mm. do you act differently when is you're travelling? Is there an American Rob that, you know, we don't know about? I think so. I think you... Um, I'm definitely more outgoing when I'm traveling and yeah. I, I, I think a part of that is is the nature of the travel that we do because we're doing it for work and so we have to engage more yeah. and I think that's um, and that's a good thing for travel I yeah. think everyone sort of should do that and so I think I am I'm certainly more curious and adventurous and, and, and I guess the what you should be able to do is take all those personality characteristics and apply them at home yeah. so you yes. should be able yeah. to apply that for same sure. sense of curiosity and it's adventurousness a thing, and, but it's really difficult it's yeah. really difficult to apply that when you're back in very familiar surroundings, I think. It is, but I kind of disagree. I know at some point, I guess, because, you know, travelling is such a busy thing. While I'm at home, you know, just learning the art of slow living and just really, like, not appreciating, because that just makes it sound too new age, but yeah. really enjoying the little things that we have here. You start like, talking about mindfulness, aren't you? Oh, I'm so close. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, I will. Yeah. But Rob, you know this American Rob um, oh, that yeah. you've got going hey, on? Hi, I'm Rob. <laughs> 
Like, if you get to the point where you have the holiday blues so much that you start writing him postcards, call me. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Rob, Dear Rob I miss you. <laughs> The team at Intrepid Travel firmly believe the best way to recover from the post-holiday blues is to start planning your next adventure. If you've just done a road trip around the US, why not try something completely different and take a food tour through Taiwan? Just finished an epic trek around the glaciers of Patagonia? It might be time to kick back on a sailing trip around Croatia. Whatever floats your boat, Intrepid Travel has a huge range of trip styles and themes, so there is something to suit every traveller. Cheer yourself up by planning your next holiday at intrepidtravel.com today. I, I find another thing that I miss when I'm at home is is the intensity of relationships when you're traveling because you meet people almost every day, pretty much every day when you're traveling. You meet a new person and you get to know them and, and maybe you'll spend a few hours with them, maybe you'll spend a few weeks, but it's like it's so intense and you can't recreate that when you're at home. You might meet a new person like every month maybe when you're back home, but when you're traveling it's bang, 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 new people all the time. I'm going to jump straight in on this one because I had one of those just about five days ago in Germany in a little cafe, middle of nowhere, and it was an elderly couple and they were looking at my computer and it turns out they love speaking English and had learned it, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then we got into this conversation and I was talking about how I found Germany fascinating because of the Second World War and we've never really had war. Yeah. You know, much in Australia. Don't mention the war. Yeah. Don't mention the war. Well, we did. And it turned out that they lived through the war. You know, she was 10 when, you know, the the bombs were dropping and she got evacuated into the mountains and she never knew if she'd see her father again. But he came back and then they started this new life. And we we spoke about so many things in a 45-minute conversation. We were just there to have coffee. And, you know, in the end when she was leaving, I'm still getting chills thinking about it. She just put her hand on my hand and just went, I'm not going to forget this conversation. Oh, wow. You know, oh, like, and I, and I just said, I'm yeah. not going to forget this conversation either. And I don't know why I haven't had that conversation in a coffee shop in Australia. Yeah. Why I had to go to yeah, a small time Germany. To, when, you're, when you're at home, I think. And also because I think you're foreign, so they open up to you yeah. in a little way. But that mm. was just an astounding conversation that I had where I really connected with someone of not my generation, not my culture. And it was, I think, yeah, her husband was just sitting there going, oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Again. Um, yeah. yeah, but have you had one of those, Rob? Yeah, I think um, definitely. And I think there's there's lots of reasons for that. One, you have the freedom to have those conversations because you're not you've on the same time. routine. Exactly, you've you have time. this time, you don't have to be somewhere. You I don't think have you're the same... feeling a lot more open to meeting people as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Mm. Um, and also you're often sharing experiences which bring you together. So you're often sharing quite tense. If, sure. if you're rafting down the Zambezi with someone, that's a very different interaction than yeah. meeting him in a... But would I be know, with Rob or Rob on the Zambezi? I'm not sure who... The, the Rob on the Zambezi has a very high-pitched, worried, scared <laughs> <laughs> voice. You probably Is that the African it. Rob? Yeah. 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 So I think um, there's an intensity to travelling and the experiences often that you're doing travelling that you tend to... You sort of fast-forward that bonding experience, which mm. might take six months at home, yeah. but it can happen in a yeah. day or an hour or an afternoon yeah. uh, when you're travelling. And it will happen the next day and the day after that. Yeah. And, the day after and it can that, be quite... Yeah. I actually find that quite exhausting. Yeah, I find right. that emotionally quite draining yeah. um, 
in that sense of traveling is that you are having to put yourself out there all the time and engage on a new level. And I, that is one, one of the things I quite like about coming home is I can sort of retreat into my little shell a bit and I don't have to do that every day and yeah. engage on that level because it's hard to keep up that intensity. I think. Yeah. Sure, but that's also why you get the blues sometimes because those types of travel experience, it's like summer camp for adults, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and you're having totally. so much fun with your new best friends. Mm. I mean, the there's only an addiction way... to that feeling as well of, of that camaraderie. Of meeting new people. Yeah, that camaraderie. Yeah. Like, and, you know, then you come back to Sydney and we all have to see each other separately. So I think once a month, we should all get together and have a sleepover and do, do everything for three days together. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then we will beat the blues. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be Rob. That. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll be like Rob. One of the secrets is, is to find other travellers to talk to, I think, mm-hmm. because there's sometimes a feeling when you get home that, that you have changed a lot. Uh, over, over, you know, because you've had all these experiences, but your friends are all the same. They've, mm. they've just been doing their normal routine. And so you, you can't, and you can't relate also, about it. It's just an acceptance. And I think you mentioned this earlier, Flip, of just accepting this is what has to happen. You're going to come home mm, and everything difficult. is going to seem a little bit dull and drudgery. And you can find lots of, of great things about everyday life in Australia, whether it's the coffee or the beaches or all the things that, you know, make Australia or Sydney or wherever you live great. But you, you need that because... And I'm sure we've all met travellers who've say, just travelled for an entire year. And then nothing, when it's the 10th temple you've seen or the 5th church, nothing's as great as it was you know, the first time. So you need that, that routine and that drudgery before uh, you get excited about the next trip. Yeah. And it's really, as far as I'm concerned, it's a really necessary part of travel to have these interludes to get yourself like back down to base and then like, oh, where am I going now? What's my next trip? Wow, yeah. that was a good pep talk. Can you sometimes, can you try and embrace the routine of, of being at home and, you know, get, you know, get into the everyday and, and try and enjoy that? No. <laughs> That's a no from <laughs> Flip. No. a firm no from Flip. <laughs> I think you can. I think you, you uh, there's an acceptance. I think yeah. there's an ex- and you, and you do learn to appreciate you know, I say the coffee, something like that. If you've just been in the UK for like three months. Like all the stages of grief, you know, there's anger and, and all that. <laughs> and and eventually just, just weary you get to accept And I, <laughs> what's interesting is I've often done trips too soon again. So, and actually I'm mm. off to, I'm off somewhere tomorrow. And oh, I'm not Okay, quite, that's a conversation that you mates <laughs> don't like. You know, the one, yeah. Notice how I didn't say where I was. Yeah. I didn't say I'm going to Brazil tomorrow, did I? Uh, and I'm not quite ready to go away again yet. I only yeah. got back about two, three, two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. And I yeah. need a bit more of the routine before I get that. At the moment, it seems like a chore. It'll be amazing when I get there, but yeah. I'm, I'm not... You're on the go. Yeah, yeah you're on the go. Yeah. But that's why, you know, when you said about talking to people about your experiences when you come back. Yeah, you can get together <laughs> with groups of travellers, uh, people who love travel. And, you know, there's like Twitter meetups and, and Insta meets and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And there are ways, like this is one of the coping mechanisms. You can go and hang out with people who've had these amazing experiences. And it's just like sitting in a hostel where you sit there banging on about your adventures and the other people don't listen and then just jump in with, <laughs> and tell their stories as well. <laughs> really, really recreates that. That experience nicely. No, you're right. Or doing things like, you know, coming back and going to a tango class. You know, if yep. you really mm. love your South America trip, and you're going to find someone there that you can talk to about Argentina. Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. So there are ways yeah, let's talk can... about some coping strategies. So, sure, yeah. so doing a class, I think, awesome, great idea. Keep a language course going. as well. Yes. I got, came back from Spain and, and enrolled in a Spanish language course pretty much straight away to kind of try and keep in touch with that that idea of challenging yourself with language. I know, Rob, you, you do sort of classes and stuff here as well, don't you? Uh, I do, yeah. I am currently learning to swing dance. Yeah, because um, this is also one of the things about travel is that you're constantly learning new things and, and challenging yourself to do new totally. things. And so yeah. that's what you can do at home Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. And, yeah. mm. and there's lots of things, those things you can recreate at home. And yeah. even if it's as simple as 
going to a different uh, cafe for your coffee in the morning or yeah. going to a different supermarket or just changing Altering the way that you walk between two places yeah. and suddenly you can inject some of that newness into your everyday life which which is what you have in traveling all the time yeah mm. um not at the, such an intense level but just still little things to sort of keep you interested so it's really yeah it's really easy to do that i think yeah and then also thinking about the things that you missed while you were away Absolutely. like what were the yeah. aussie things was it a dip sausage in the ocean? rolls for me i really oh, i miss so, sausage rolls oh. I don't you know promised what it is. me there'd be sausage rolls today. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a thing I eat that often in Australia, but it's like the one thing you can't get when you're away. Yeah. Sweet and sour pork a is my... <laughs> I have dreams about sweet and sour pork when I'm away. Um, yeah, dip in the ocean, you know, yeah. your favourite meal, reading your favourite paper. Yeah, those little things yeah. Um, can... Yeah, help yeah, it'd be nice reminders as to why you... Yeah, why you're here. ...love yep. this place and yeah. whatever yeah. 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 And what about trying to treat your hometown as a tourist destination? What about trying to, you know, be in, in Sydney, jumping on the Manly Ferry and going... And, and, I and realize, love that. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. So do you, Rob. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I like. Uh, and particularly when you go away for a long period of time, you come back with a renewed interest in doing that because lots yeah. of things have changed. So when I yeah. come back after five months, there's always new restaurants and new bars yes. and new things yes. to check out. So that really helps. But even if you go away for a short period of time, you can still do that. And you can still look up and do all those things that you would do normally in a city somewhere else, but you don't tend to do because you've got your head down and you're looking at your yeah. phone. Mm. So you can have that embrace that same sense of curiosity um, in your hometown as you mm. can. You'll notice things that you've never noticed before just purely by being in that more sort of travel-oriented yeah. mode. I, I find one of the things when I'm sitting around Sydney and I see those open-top bus tours go past and it makes me think, people come here as tourists and they pay a lot of money and they go and do these things because they love it and I should do that as well. Like, I should go and hang out in these places. I'm not going to mm. do the bus tour because it doesn't sound like my cup of tea but, mm. totally. you know, it reminds you that this is a tourist destination. This is a place that people and travel. that's how I feel when I go and watch the open air cinema in Sydney, yeah. anywhere in Sydney, that I'm really engaging with why tourists come here and what they love about the city. I mean, sitting in a chair and, you know, watching the ocean with a cinema or in a park and watching the cinema, like, these are really incredible experiences that you just have to grab the person next to you and go I can't believe you know that I, I live here so I guess yeah. like looking up some of those experiences that do make you feel like a visitor in your own city and, and think about what makes you know a tourist rave about or a visitor rave about here well let's just go and do a little bit of that yeah mm. my, sure. my version of that is I go for a run down in Sydney through the Botanic Gardens and I run up the steps of the Opera House. Right. Like this sort yep. of rocky moment. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, I'm the tiger people, playing. you know, taking <laughs> selfies. Yeah. And, and I yeah. think, and, and there's that bit where I, I round uh, Mrs. Macquarie's chair, I think it is, yeah. and you get that iconic view of the Harbour Ridge and yep. the Opera House. Yeah, yep. that's a and, and it's just like, wow, I live here. This is my, like, hood. Um, yeah. And I get to do this. And there's all these people who have come here who this might be a trip in the lifetime for them to come here and I get yep. to do this when I'm around all the time. And that yeah. is a really... That appreciation, I think, is another great thing when you when you bring that home and you appreciate. What uh oh, you yeah. coming dangerously close to mindfulness again. When you're running up the opera house steps mm. and there's all those people taking selfies, do you speed up just a little bit? Oh, very much. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I slack off just before I get yeah, to that so you gates, can get some, yeah. and then I'm at full power. Much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've tripped up those steps two or three times because I've tried to take them too fast and have probably ended up in a bunch just of selfies. Go, go, down, go down and do some push-ups. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. totally intentional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, now I guess the ultimate way to solve the, the, the post-holiday blues is just to book another holiday isn't it it is that's, that's really the, the, the way to do it 
That's what I do anyway. I mean, have, is, something, yeah. have something else to look forward to. Totally. Like, there's all these coping mm. mechanisms and they're yep. great and they work. But mm. the real thing is just to have something exciting to look forward to. Well, I had to think about that for a moment just because, you know, sometimes you just have to feel the pain and work through that pain. Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. were saying, it's yeah, never and that's fair. Maybe you, you don't do it, maybe you don't do it straight away. But. Yeah, but I think it's always good to get inspired from your last destination and as you work through those blues use that inspiration as a springboard for your next destination you know what did you love about that one and so yeah you're right and and it's a tricky one this because so much of travel is that anticipation even isn't it is the oh i've got this trip booked i've got this trip i'm looking forward to this um and there's that and again we might get close to mindfulness here (laughs) but that thing of being present while you're in a place and rather than just looking forward all the time to the next trip like being present like oh yeah i'm in sydney or melbourne or wherever it is and this is a great city and i'm okay being here and yeah i Mm. will look forward to that trip but Um, and when I'm there in that place, I'm going to be super present there as well. So mm. I think there's 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 a balance between those two things, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Wow, positive Pollyanna in the corner oh, over yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and guys, we're we're just going to wrap this up now, unfortunately, because we're we're running out of time, which is very sad. Ah. Um, I've but got I'm, a trip um, to go on, by the way. Yeah, so. yeah. Did you do? Yeah. I want to get the podcast blues. But I'm thinking, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's recommend a place that people can go if if they've got the post holiday blues, if if they're thinking about another destination to go to next. You know, where do you think it's going to really, you know, jazz people? Where's going to be exciting? Oh, um, I mean, there's a million places that I want to go. Yeah. Um, and where would I pick? I'm going to say, and I'm, I'm very reticent about saying this because you want to jump all over Iran. I really want to go to Iran. <laughs> and I know you've been there and you Actually, love it. Actually, yeah, that reminds me of this one time when oh, I was no, in Iran. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bang, bang camp. <laughs> but I've just heard such great things about it. And yep. it's, it's really, it's probably the very top of my wish list. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, top of my wish list is Lapland to go and see Santa. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm no longer a believer. Right. <laughs> However, my two children. Then, but... Yeah, I know. My two children are. <laughs> um, and then uh, personally, Sri Lanka. Right. Uh, I mean, I know that it's, you know, a hot spot and it has been, mm-hmm. you know, for a little while, but I'd really like to go and experience that for yeah. myself before, yeah, yeah, too many years go past. But look, the list is long, Ben. It I is. wouldn't, I really I wouldn't yeah, know yeah. where I, to start. I have a list is long in life, yeah. Which is, <laughs> of course, you have a spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say for people who obviously yes. love traveling and they're, and they're missing it, uh, anywhere in South America. Mm. It's such a great mm. travel destination that really puts you in touch with those things that you love about travel, I think. Mm. You know, it's mm. it's a bit of a challenge. It's a bit edgy, a bit different, um, but, you know, also really fascinating and amazing food and great people. I'd also throw in there, if I can, Thailand. Oh, yeah. Simply because it's a very low-commitment holiday. You, yep. can, you can do a spontaneous decision. You get there quickly. It's not going to cost the earth. Yeah, um, good, and you can get one. into some pretty interesting places. And, again, it's got that cultural element. You feel like you've been away if you go into the right parts of... Thailand and you can get there quickly I mean yeah Yeah. so I'd actually say if anyone's really got the blues get a ticket there's always and with the different seasons there's always a place to go so that would be a short a good stop gap until you get to a a real nice zinger like somewhere like Sri Lanka like Brazil Brazil (laughs) yes I mention I'm going to Brazil Uh, well, Rob McFarlane, Flip Burns, thanks so much for joining me today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if you'd like to read stories by any of us, you can check them out on traveller.com.au. Uh, and if you'd like to subscribe to Flight of Fancy, we're on iTunes or your favourite podcasting app. And we'll see you next time on Flight of Fancy. Flight of Fancy.